On March 19, 2020, COVID-19 forced schools to abruptly close and shift to online and hybrid learning, uprooting the lives of caregivers, students, and all school personnel. This podcast series will center the voices of caregiver students and school staff members as they discuss their online and hybrid learning experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through this podcast series, multiple stakeholders will gain firsthand insight into the various ways caregiver students and school staff members navigated and continue to navigate schooling during a pandemic. The goals of this podcast series are to provide stakeholders firsthand accounts of caregiver students and school staff members' experiences during online and hybrid learning and provide opportunities for stakeholders to better understand caregiver students and school staff members' challenges and triumphs so they can support caregivers, students, and school staff members during the continuing pandemic and beyond. We would like to thank the students, caregivers, and school staff members for taking the time to share their experiences with us. We appreciate you all. Well, um, it, it has been difficult. Certainly online was better than nothing at all. Well, not really. Everybody was learning. Everybody had the same learning curve at the same time. And it's hard to teach somebody if you're also steeped in your own learning curve. So learning the, the program, the software, trying to get the schedules to work, trying to get everything to move in a smooth pattern, um, while also dealing with children who are learning how to use the equipment and learning how to use the software, and children who were um, having a hard time transitioning. It was a lot of chaos. Um, there were many days when her equipment failed uh, when we couldn't get logged on, when we spent the better part of a morning talking to tech support or waiting for tech support. All of that was very uncomfortable and difficult, uh, especially if you have a child who gets frustrated easily and wants to quit. Um, when you have roadblock after roadblock, you know, we set our password put the password in, it doesn't work. Then they send you a password and then that doesn't work. You know, it's just, it was very, very, I keep saying chaotic because that's what it felt like. Um, as it started to smooth out some, it was, as I said, better than nothing, but it was still very difficult for students to get the attention that they needed while there were students who were, you know, who wouldn't mute their mics or who didn't know how to mute their mics or parents who are fussing their kids in the background or, you know, I'm, I walk past, not, I make sure I'm not seeing in her, in her video, but she, you can see other parents just doing all kinds of things behind the kids and it was just, woo. Um, kids who were definitely still sleeping, kids who were, uh, in their pajamas, in, you know, just so it, it was like corralling kittens. You just couldn't do it. Um, so then there was a reset 
and they seem to get a better handle on it. By the time they opened her school for in-person learning, you know, I told her I was just going to pull up and slow down. You got to jump out. <laughs> I'm not even stopping. Um, but she needed that in-person instruction. There is something about face-to-face. -face. You get face-to-face -face on, on Zoom or through the electronic version, but you, you're competing, I don't wanna say competing with, the person who is instructing you has so much that's tugging at their attention when you have 17 kids online and all the time they you know they're not breaking up into small groups they're not they're just all right there um so by the time right before they went to, to um in person they did figure out how to get groups and how to break kids up and separate them so it was running better as long as the teacher showed up on time sometimes there was kids sitting there waiting on the teacher to come you know to show up and they were doing whatever they were doing, just waiting. They seem to be doing it better now that they have in-person, have the hybrid. They have some kids in the classroom and some kids in online, and that seems to be working better. So I don't know if I answered your question. It was terrible is what I can say. <laughs> it, was, it was very difficult. We were very committed to it. And even with being very committed to it, it was very difficult. Did you feel like you got the support you needed from administration and teachers on this time? I got a lot, there was a lot of understanding because again, they were as frustrated as we were. So there was a lot of, we understand. Um, there was a lot of, well, you know, this first six weeks, everybody's learning. So you don't have to worry about the grades. You don't have to worry about, you know, it's not gonna count against them, but it does. My thing is, yeah, it does count against them because if they don't get it, that's gonna put them a semester behind, you know, until they catch up on this stuff. And so I keep, I, I still hear some of that. Well, you know, she's doing really well. Um, and then I'll say, but she's not grasping this math concept and she really wants to, and it's frustrating her. Well, you know, we're playing, we're catching up and we'll get her caught up. Don't worry about it. Um, and it's not a worry, it's concern. It's, you know, I need to see extra effort uh, to do that. And I don't really see that. Is there any advice you would give to teachers or in, uh, in administrators or administrators? From a well, you know, uh, because now we're not talking about planning for what happened, we're talking about planning for what might happen. So now is the time to learn your processes uh, role play it, practice it, learn your equipment, learn your um, systems, whatever you're going to be using, and really just practice those so that if we go into this again, uh, that is if we ever get out of it, but if we, if we go into it again, full-fledged for everybody, so that it's not such a steep learning curve. You know, maybe one day a week, even though the kids are in class, they all need to be on their computers anyway doing something so they stay up to date with how this system that we're using works. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, one of the biggest problems was they used schoology and nobody really knew how to use it. They bought it, they paid, they were using it, but they didn't know how to use it. And so it would crash often, it would lock up often. Hopefully those things won't be, you know, the same kind of issue as before. Um, there's over communicate, I would say that. Over communicate with your parents, with the students. Um, a lot of kids, uh, like also a lot of times saying, I'm raising my hand. Why doesn't she see me? Why doesn't she call on me? Why do you know I'm raising my hand? All the kids need some kind of attention at some point. You know, I, I understand you call them the ones you call them for whatever reasons, but before that class is over, before that day is over, call that kid's name out. Let them have their moment in the uh, Zoom spotlight. Let them tell you about their day or do something that's going to give them an opportunity to feel heard, you know, in that process. I think that would be important. And then again, I just can't go back to over communicate. Um, she's working on a math thing now that, you know, I wish, and I've asked her teacher, he finally did send home, send me something so that I can see what she's working on so that I can help her with it. If it's all at school and nothing comes home, paper homework is, is like a thing of the past now. That doesn't happen. So it's kind of hard for me as a parent to see what she's struggling with and try to like explain it from a different angle or give her um, some suggestions that might help. So I am asking, I'm the one that's asking for um, the additional resources and not all parents are able or willing to do that. Now, do you have, I know you talked about, <clears throat> there's, you know, teachers saying, we're just catching up, we'll catch her up. And so there's that concern that she, this, this not learning now will impact her later. Are there additional concerns that you have about this experience for your child? Well, I think that some of it is a trade-off. You know, I have her in this, this tutoring program that is connected to the school, but it doesn't leave room for doing a, like a paper, let's practice this math thing, because she has to be on there an hour after she gets out of school. It takes 10 minutes for her to get you know, out of the school, into the car, and us to get on our way another 20 minutes to get home. And then we try to get something to eat really quick. So there's no practice time. And she's on there until seven. So then she has to eat, you know, so it's, so even though I'm doing what is available by getting, having her in the tutoring, there are other things that she'll come home and say, I'm really struggling with this. I don't understand this. When do we do that? And so that ends up waiting until the end of the week, which seems like we're behind the, we're always catching up. We're always catching up. I kind of understand what you're saying um, too about like the pencil and the paper. It seems a little bit, well, it's a lot more tangible. I think sometimes to some students than others, some students can hit that computer and fly away with it. Where some of them, I think the, the paper and the pencil and the hands-on works a lot better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's what they tell us, right? If you, if you write something down, you'll learn it, you'll remember it more. And so 
when we go through it and I write down the steps and I ask her to review the steps and it's all right there on the paper. She can touch it. She can erase when she makes a mistake. It doesn't feel as permanent. It doesn't feel as um, like, like failing is inevitable. There's hope mm-hmm. in that pencil and paper, but there's so little time to do the pencil and paper and then like I said pencil and paper and then like I said I have to push to get the resources so that I can know what they're working on right now instead of oh yeah we're working on long division with fractions okay that could what part of it are you working on what what portion of it is she having trouble with so it just makes it um yeah, like does she know we the have dividend to, from the quotient from the divisor when she's setting up the problem after she solved the problem? Can, does she know what a division problem is? I found that in working with students with um, divi- long division period, I found out in just teaching the kids what a division, what it like to mm-hmm. name the parts of a division problem, right? Mm-hmm. That that helps them to solve the division problem. Um, we, I had a song that I came up with the kids. We said, uh, divide, multiply, subtract, bring down, repeat. So we went through those steps. And as they got faster, you know, I sang the song with them. So they mm-hmm. could kind of under, so, because people learn, some kids learn with a song just like that, mm-hmm. that repetition, you know, so there's many different ways. That's those, that's four long days that she has. Yeah. And um, they, they focus specifically on, reading and you know comprehension and vocabulary development and all and that's great um her reading scores have gone up and that's great but again they're long days do they ask you all for feedback do they do do they do like little assessments with you all to see how you're you're comfortable not yet okay not yet um so um so it's just trying to figure out how to balance that and how to right. fit it in um so we're 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 continuously trying to tweak what we're doing to make it fit and there are many weeks that go by where it's like i i you know go to bed you need to go to bed i need to go to bed you do know. you think she's at grade level oh do i think um i think that in math let me say this. I think that that they are they being these teachers are comfortable with them being a grade behind. You know what I'm saying? That they they have adopted this mentality that, oh well, COVID, and you know, the whole year was just kind of so wherever they are is where they are. So I'm not really comfortable where she is, even though they are grade her you know she'll get grades her grades look fine but then when we sit down to do a math problem and we're doing it there's there are comprehension comprehension issues um and so when i say okay we need to spend the next 15 days just reviewing addition and uh, when you, you know, the carrying, and we need to review that. We need to go over the forest timetables. We need to spend a week doing that. Um, and then when you talk about doing long division, 
that's all included, right? You got to multiply, you got to divide, you got to subtract. You may have to borrow in your subtraction. In your As, absolutely. So those, so that's why those, I say when I, while we're doing it, are, yeah, yeah, while we're doing it, these warning lights are going off in this area or that area, but then they've moved on to fractions. It's like, but hold on. Of course, she's going to struggle with fractions because we're still here, but they're okay with just moving on and. Um, and she, because she likes math, that's a wonder to me since there's some concepts that she struggles with, she really likes math. And so she's moving on with them and getting more and more frustrated. So we're working on it. This resource was brought to you by the Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center. To find out about other Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center resources, visit our website at www.greatlakesequity.org. To subscribe to our publications, click on the subscribe to our publications link located on the Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center website. The Midwestern Plains Equity Assistance Center, a project of the Great Lakes Equity Center, is funded by the United States Department of Education to provide technical assistance, resources, and professional learning opportunities related to equity, civil rights, and systemic school reform throughout our 13-state region. The contents of this presentation were developed under a grant from the U.S. Department of Education. However, these contents do not necessarily represent the policy of the U.S. Department of Education, and you should not assume endorsement by the federal government. This product and its contents are provided to educators, local and state education agencies, and or non-commercial entities for educational training purposes only. No part of this recording may be reproduced or utilized in any form or in any means, electronic or mechanical, including recording or by an, any information storage and retrieval system without permission in writing from the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center. Finally, the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center would like to thank the Indiana University School of Education Indianapolis at IEPY, as well as Executive Director Dr. Catherine Quintorius, Director of Operations Dr. Sina Skelton, and Associate Director Dr. Tiffany Kaiser for their leadership and guidance in the development of all tools and resources to support the region. Thank you.